0: Being, uh being, a, being, being, a leader in this, because I really want to love people. Like, yeah. Because your love, see, 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 how you treat somebody, yeah. may tip, maybe the tipping point. Yeah. Now, when I say tipping point, yeah. now tipping can be negative and tipping can be positive. Yeah. A lot of times we hear tipping, we hear a negative point. We, I can push them off the edge. Well, if I love you properly. The way God has instructed me to love you, oh no man, but to love him. Yeah. I love yeah. you properly, then guess what? I may tip you into a space to where you love others better than you love others before. Yeah. Yeah. But listen, if I don't love you properly, I may tip you into a space to where you think, man, church people are just mean and church people just <laughs> negative, and I can't go to church because of this and that. But we're not going to be like that in Momentum. We're going to be a love church. Everybody say love church. Love Love church. church. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. It's about love. Because, listen, if God loves you so much that he sent his son, so he sent value for value. So that means if he sent value for value, that means that people that we're sitting next to, people that we worship with, they are valuable as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have to make sure that we speak to the value in that person. How do we speak to the value in that person? Mm-hmm. By, loving yeah. Amen. 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 By loving them. Amen. By loving them. Even when, even when, they, even oh, when you think them. they don't deserve love. Right. Now hear me when no. I say this. Hear me when I say this. Now, when I say love, I'm not saying abuse. No. A lot of times in church we think just because we are believers that since I love you, I, you can abuse me. no. no. No, that's not true love. No. That's, 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 that's not true love. See, true love sets up boundaries. Now, a lot of times when we hear boundaries, we think that, okay, I'm you over there, I'm over here. Actually, boundaries are my way of how we're going to operate with one another. And so we're going to teach on boundaries here because we really want you to understand boundaries. Because, listen, um, you don't owe oh, no one nothing but to love them, right? But... Here's the deal with that. If someone is abusing you in an area, you don't have to be. You don't have to put yourself in that area for you to be abused because you love them. That's that's a that's a weak excuse for love. That's a weak excuse for love, and that's not what we're going to do. That we're going to love people and we're going to set up healthy boundaries. Everybody, say healthy boundaries. Healthy, healthy boundaries. Because the boundaries have to be healthy. Because when the lines start getting blurred, and that's when the views start happening, and that's when the church hurts start happening, and that's when this But well, we're gonna we're gonna teach you here how to have healthy boundaries. Because that's what it's about in your in your in your friendships, in your marriages, in everything that is connected, in your work relationships. We're gonna teach you how to have boundaries. Because sometimes people be trying your nerves to break down. You be like, for "Real, you really tried my nerves." But you have to go to a place of. Not allow what people do at work or in your business or whatever you do to drive you to a place that's not going to allow to show them the love of God, because we are to show the love of God, but we are not to be abused by people just because we are believers. All right, all right, everybody, Hebrews chapter eleven, verse one. Woo! the Lord. Yeah, I just really want us to love, like that's my heart as a leader, that's my heart like that's my heart Like I want you to love people because when you you love God He teaches you how to love you teaches you how to love you, teaches you how to love others, teaches you how to love others you love God more than you love you more and it just keeps going and going and going and then that love your love gets so strong to a point to where people are happy to be around you People want to be with you because they say, you know what? That person is different. Like, it's something different about them. What's different about them? See, you should be different by the love that you have for one another. That's how That's how you should be different. Amen? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Come on, Holy Spirit. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. This is what Scripture says. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed, of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving... As real fact, what is not revealed to the senses. Guess what? It takes faith to love. <laughs> it takes it, it. takes faith to love. Because even when you think that someone shouldn't deserve love, or even when you think they've done you wrong, it takes faith to love them. It takes faith to love them. It, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, the Passion Translation says this, Now faith brings our hopes into reality, and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. So let's flip to Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. My message is not about love this morning, but that is the theme this morning, love. Love. Hallelujah. Because I really want y'all to understand love. Yes. Not, not this world love, because that world, that worldly love is, I love you today, I hate you tomorrow. Yeah. I love you today, I say something bad about you tomorrow. Oh, no, no, not even we don't have to wait until tomorrow. I love yeah, you today yeah. and I can say something bad about you today. Okay. I love you, but here's a disclaimer of we don't do no disclaimer of love at moment. We don't, we, we're not going to do that. I love you, but, and then like, a lot of times people use love as a cover-up to say something mean and negative and bad to people. But a soft answer turns away way So my soft answer has to come from a place of love. So is it love in my heart or is it, is it, is it other things in my heart? Because whatever is in your heart, it has to come out of your mouth. So if you have love in your heart, it has to come out of your mouth. So if I'm loving you, then it it, it, it has to be my heart posture first. It has to be my heart posture first. I can't just like, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. But my actions don't line up with that. I can't just say I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And you don't really listen to how you treat me. So, so, so So my heart has to line up with my words your heart will always determine what your words are I I can always tell what's in the person's heart based on what comes out of their mouth so if they say something to me that's not the way I'm like I already know what's in your heart and I'm not going to judge you because listen everybody is on their own spiritual journey everybody's on their own path and so you have to give them grace for the path that they are on because guess what the same grace that that God has given you for the path that you're on, you gotta give you gotta give people grace for the path that they're on. Everybody is not gonna be level fifty-seven Christian. Everybody's not gonna be level one hundred and five believer. We got some level one believers, and guess what? It's okay. It's okay to be level one, level two, level fifty-seven, level one, level one hundred and two. It, it's okay. It's it's not it's not a matter of how far how holy I am or how spiritual I am because sometimes. People can be so spiritual that they're no all right. earthly good. All right. And they can be so spiritual, they can be so high-minded that they don't re- really love people. Right. But that's my heart as a leader. Like I, I I I love you all. Like when I say it, I love you all. Yeah. And I want you to win in every area of your life. Mm. I want you to win in every area of your life, not for my benefit. I want you to win for your benefit. Yeah. And so I'm going to always make sure that my heart is clear because sometimes the enemy be coming at my heart. Yeah. People be saying stuff to me. I be like, you know what? Like, Holy Spirit be working on my tongue, but my face—he's still working on that. Because when some people say some stuff, sometimes my face will give it away. I just be like, I want to say something so much. All right, all right. Genesis chapter eight, verse twenty-two. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat. Summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. I want to use for a topic this morning, the best time to plant a tree. Turn to your neighbor and say, the best time, man, yes, time to plant a tree. The best tree. Turn to your other neighbor we you didn't choose on the first time. Say, the best time, the best time to, plant to plant a tree. Let's look for God and pray. God, we love you. God, we thank you. God, we honor you for who you are. God, we thank you, Lord God, that we will truly love you truly love ourselves and truly love others. So I pray, Lord God, that you move Bell Jr. out of the way and that you allow Holy Spirit to speak through me. I pray, Lord God, that I speak with clarity, I speak with boldness, Lord God. Allow Holy Spirit to take over my, my tongue, Lord God, and, and what I have to say. So we love you, we thank you, we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And now I'll say the best time, the best time to plant, to plant, plant a, tree. A, tree. a tree. Man, that time. But hey. I'm just a vessel of what Holy Spirit, somebody needed to hear that about love. Amen. 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 If I go even there some more, somebody needs to hear that. So, listen, I want you to, when you uh, are speaking, allow Holy Spirit to control what you say. Because Holy Spirit will always give you the right words to say at the right time. And so that, and what I just did, because love is nowhere in, if you, you all have the outline, it's nowhere in, in, in my, in my outline, but when, when, Holy Spirit says to speak something, you have to do, you got to be obedient. Everybody say, be obedient. Be obedient. Be obedient. So, so I want to start off by saying this, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the second best time Is now. Everybody say now. Now. So we see in our scripture where the scripture says, in our foundation of scripture, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of the reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So we know that faith has to work in the now. Amen. So now faith is. Everybody say, now faith is. Now, now faith is. But I want us to lean into something today. I want to talk about the principle of the seed. Everybody say, the principle. The principle. Of the seed. Of the seed. Now, see. now, oftentimes, the word small is looked at, and small in general, in general, is looked at as not significant. Right? You hear about, man, that's small. This is smaller. This is smaller. This is smaller. That is smaller. We often look at it as insignificant. But in this message today, I want to help transform your perspective on small. I want to help transform your perspective on small. Because oftentimes, small is looked at as not effective. When we hear small, we think this is not effective. If I have a small amount of money, then this is not effective. If I have a small amount of food, this may not be effective to my stomach, right? See, small with the right perspective can become big and it can work in both directions. Small with the right perspective, it can become big and it can work in both directions. What do I mean by that? I mean this. Small bad health habits can lead to a big harvest of health problems in the future. So if I make some small bad habits now in the present and I allow those habits to become solidified in my life, then they can become a big harvest of health problems in the future. But guess what? On the flip side of that, small good habits can lead to a big harvest of longevity in the future. So if I make good healthy habits in the present, it can lead me to a longevity of a big harvest in the future. So those small habits not only work in our food choices that we make, but they also work in our relationships and our marriages. Because guess what? Small bad statements said to your spouse could lead to a big harvest of an unenjoyable marriage in the future. Right? And so if I say some statements to Lady Pilar over time and I keep saying those statements and I keep planning those statements and I keep watering those statements, then guess what? It can create a harvest in the future of an unenjoyable marriage. But guess what, on the flip side, small good statements said to your spouse could lead to a bigger harvest of greater intimacy in your marriage in the future. So my question to you is, what small things are you planting in your life? What small things are you planting in your marriage? See, it not, it not only affects your health in your marriage, but guess what, it also affects your children, because small bad things done to your children could lead to a big harvest of a broken relationship between you and them in the future. See, as parents, we have to learn how to properly raise our kids. What do I mean by that? We have to not be grievous towards them. And we're going to teach on this in July. I'm so excited. I got a special guest with me. So we got some things planned for you in July. So don't miss a Sunday in July. But don't miss a Sunday in June either, okay? I know that's two months from now, but I'm just giving you all a preview of what's to come. So, so small bad things done to your children can lead to a big harvest of a broken relationship. But there's a flip side. Small good things done to your children can lead to a big harvest of a solidified relationship between you and them in the future. Right? So there is hope. Everybody say, there is. There hope. is. Hope. hope. See, the beautiful thing about the small things are, if you can become aware of the not-so-good things now then it will help you to make the right decisions to turn around what you have been planting. Mm-hmm. So if I can become aware of what I've been planting in the present, then I can say, you know what? This is this what I was planting wasn't healthy. This what I, this what I was planting or well, what I was doing wasn't conducive to the success of what I want things to be. See, listen, it is better to handle something in seed form yes. than it is to handle it in harvest form. Yes. Because a lot of times we're trying to handle it in harvest form. And guess what? It's bigger than what we think. But there is hope. Everybody say, there is hope. There, there is hope. hope. So the question becomes today, what type of seeds are you planting? Ask yourself that. What type of seeds? What type of, say of seeds? Say like you mean it. It was like, what type of seeds? Say like you mean it. What type of seeds, what type of seeds, are, seeds are, are you planting? you planting. So are you sowing seeds of doubt? Or are you sowing seeds of faith? So this is what it says in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. And what is this scripture, what if, let me give some context behind this, right? So, so Noah had just came from the flood, right? And so God was like, you know what? I can't do that anymore. I can't flood the earth. You know, I, can't, I cannot flood the earth with water anymore. And so, so God made promises to Noah to let him know that, listen, I'm not going to flood the earth anymore with water, but one day I will flood it with fire. So he did make that promise, and whenever you see a rainbow in the sky, then that's a promise. That's God keeping his promise that even though there may be floods in areas, he's not going to flood the whole earth with water. So this is is where we get this from, but I want to use this as a principle today. So while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, seed time, and harvest, everybody say, Seed time, seed and, time harvest. and harvest, cold and heat, cold in heat. summer and winter, summer in winter, and day and night, day and night. Shall, not cease. So shall not cease. So, we see here that God is being consistent with what He's doing, right? Because we plant a seed now, we get a harvest. Well, we not only plant seeds in land, we also plant seeds in life, too. Yes. So what are those seeds that you are planting in life that you're getting a harvest from? So today I want to teach on the principle of the seed. Everybody say the principle. principle. Of the seed. Of the seed. Now, I know sometimes people relate seed to money, but I want to liken seed to faith. A lot of times we hear seed, we think, i got to get some money. That pastor wants some money. Listen, I'm not that type of leader where I'm trying to get money out of you. I'm trying to get money to you. Yeah. Right? So I'm not I'm not going to be like, well, get this line, I need you to get this amount. That's, that's, that's not what we're going to do there, momentum. Because I want you to give cheerfully from your heart. Because guess what? When you give cheerfully from your heart, then guess what happens? Then that's when you can receive what really God has for you. But when you yeah. give begrudgingly, when yeah. you are manipulated and you're giving, okay. then that's where the problem comes in. And there is nowhere in the scripture where any apostle, any teacher, any pastor manipulated the people for money so we're not, that's, that's, that's an unhealthy theology, and sad to say that's what's in our world today, but that's not going to be in, in, in this body, in this community. We're not going to manipulate you for money. So I want to liken the seed to faith. Everybody say seed to faith. Seed, seed to faith. faith. Let's go to Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. First book of the New Testament. Everyone there? And this is what it said. This is what the scripture said. It says, he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith, that is, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic Version, that is your lack of firmly relying trust. For truly, I say to you, if you have faith that is living like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to yonder place and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. Let's say that together. And nothing nothing will be impossible. impossible. Now insert your name when I say to, okay? So let's say this again. And nothing nothing will be impossible impossible to to insert your name. Say that again. And And nothing will be Will be, be impossible, impossible to to insert your name. I say this one more time. I want y'all to get this. I want y'all to get this. And nothing, and nothing will be impossible. Will be impossible to to, to insert your name. Okay. Let let, 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 let that let that mirror name bit because. Nothing will be impossible to you. Nothing will be impossible to you, but there's some ifs that come with that. As we hear that, it sounds good. we like, nothing be impossible to LBJ, nothing be impossible to Pilar, nothing be impossible to Tim, nothing be impossible to Carol, nothing be impossible to Marissa. And we, we hear this, we're like, man, that sounds good, but there's an if, there's a condition. Everybody say, there's a condition. There's yes. a condition. So, so, so I want to ask the text this, and you, when you read the Scripture, I want you to ask the text questions, right? Because why would Jesus say little faith and then make a comparison to the smallest seed? Right? So it's almost like contradictory there, right? Like Jesus says, because of your little faith. Now, let me tell you what happened in this. So the disciples, um, Jesus had took some disciples up the mountain and came back. The other disciples were trying to cast out a demon. They couldn't do it because there's like, uh, these I know and these I know, but who are you? So the demon wouldn't come out. So they was like, man, what did we go wrong? And so Jesus was like, because of your littleness of faith. So, so why would Jesus say little faith and then make a comparison to small seed? It's like Jesus was contradicting himself, right? But in this principle, we see, this, in this, we see the principle of the seed in effect. Everybody say the principle of the seed. The principle of the seed. Now you were given, at the door, you were given a, a mustard seed. This is what a mustard seed looks like. You see how small this is? I know how maniacal and how uh, menial the task was for me to scoop out these seeds out the jar. It was like the trip was right there on my other arm, so I'm trying to scoop out one. I'm getting three and four. And and when when Holy Spirit gave me this illustration, I was going to put these in some Ziploc bags, but we didn't make it to the store in time to get the Ziploc bags, right? So I had to steal these cups from my house. Now, these cups come with tops, too. But the Holy Spirit said, don't put the top on it. I said, why not? Because if you put the top on it, you limit what you can do with it. See, a lot of times, a lot of, a lot of us have put the top on our faith, and it has limited what we can do because we put the top on our faith, and we haven't even, even taken the time to say, you know what? Let me sow this seed. Let me grow this seed. Because the scripture in here is talking about I often hear people talking about if I got faith the size of a mustard seed, I can do whatever. And they take it out of context. Amen. Yeah. They take it out of context. Amen. And so and so the seed principle, everybody say the seed principle. C We're C principle. gonna put this scripture in context today. We're gonna rightly divide the word of truth. Because a lot of times we hear that we've heard it before. How many of us heard it? If I have faith the size of a mustard seed, and it was left there. And we've really never really looked into the scripture. But I really want us to understand what the scripture is saying because if we never understand what the scripture is saying we'll just be saying stuff just to be sensational and I don't want us to be a sensational church, I want us to be a church that really activates the word of God and we are able to advance the kingdom of God, not say we advance in the kingdom of God I want it to be shown in our actions and what we say and how we move and how we think and how we live and how we move and how we breathe because if we just say I'm advancing the kingdom and we don't really do anything to advance the kingdom, are we really advancing the kingdom And so I want us to really understand scripture. Everybody say, understand scripture. Understand scripture. Everybody say, the seed principle. The seed principle. So within this seed, within this mustard seed, there is possibility. Everybody say, possibility. Possibility. So in this text, we see Jesus talking about the smallest seed, because within that seed, there is a possibility for it to become something greater. So within your hand, yes. within your seed, there's a possibility for this seed to become something greater. Yeah. Now, a possibility means that it's possible that it can happen, yeah. and nothing will be impossible to you. Yeah. So if, if so, there's possibility in the seed. So that means that in the seeds of faith that you plant, there is possibility for it to become greater than the seed you initially planted. Yeah. So the question is, are you planting seeds of faith or are you planting seeds of doubt? Because just like if you plant seeds of faith and if it can become greater, if you plant seeds of doubt, guess what? It can become greater. Yeah. And as a result, it becomes a stronghold. What is a stronghold, Pastor J? A A stronghold is something that it, that exalts itself over the, the wisdom and knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. So a stronghold could be something like this. How did you die? The scripture says I have more than enough, but if I'm looking at my bank account, my bank account doesn't say I have more than enough. So my belief is more in what I see than what I believe in the scripture. So it has now just become a stronghold and exalted itself over the word and wisdom and knowledge of God. And a lot of us have strongholds that stop us from been receiving on love. A lot of us have strongholds hmm. that stop us from receiving what God has for. Because we have those strongholds, we have those thought systems in our mind that those thought systems have exalted itself over the power and the knowledge and the wisdom of God. And we're trying to receive a principle that we have not even asked Holy Spirit to help us become aware of with the stronghold. So ask yourself this. You don't have to ask yourself this out loud. But ask yourself this, Holy Spirit, what are my strongholds? What are my strongholds? Amen. So, so let's go to Matthew chapter thirteen, verse thirty-one through thirty-two, because this Matthew chapter seventeen, verse twenty, and Matthew chapter thirteen, verse thirty-one through thirty-two, they connect to each other. Everybody say connect. Connect. See the word will always testify of the I didn't word. know you were still standing right here. A lot of times, people think that the word, the scripture, is in air and the scripture is is, is irrelevant, but it's still relevant for you today. Amen. If you apply the principles of what the scripture says, then you can have what the scripture says you can have. Hallelujah. So everybody at Matthew chapter 13, verse 31 through 32. If you're not, you can follow along on the screen to see what the scripture says. It says, another story by way of comparison, he set before them, saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. Of all the seeds, it is the smallest But when it has grown, it is the largest of the garden herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and find shelter in its branches. So in this seed is the unique design of the tree. So in this mustard seed is the unique design of the tree. So so let me ask you this. Are you happy with the trees that are in your life? Hallelujah. Are you happy with the trees that are in your life? Because if you're, if you're not happy with the trees that are in your life, what are the seeds that you've been planting? Right. Right. Because those seeds that you have been planting have produced the trees that you see in your life. See, if you are not happy with the trees in your life, you need to start planting seeds that are conducive to what you want to see in your life. So guess what? You choose the seeds. God doesn't choose the seeds. The enemy doesn't choose the seed. You choose the seed. See, a lot of times we blame the enemy for things that that we made decisions on in the past, we blame before (laughs) the future. Well, I planted this seed of doubt here, and now it's the enemy's fault that I'm receiving this here. And a lot of stuff is not even the enemy's fault, it's just our our lack of responsibility, it's our lack of accountability. And so we're trying to blame the enemy for things that we should have fixed in seed form instead of waiting to see it in harvest form. So listen, within your life, there is a possibility to see greater which is dependent upon the seeds that you plant. Within your marriage, there is a possibility to see greater which is dependent upon the seeds which you plant. Within your business, there is a possibility to see greater which is dependent upon the seeds that you plant. So the possibility happens with you. So everybody say possibility. Possibility. All right, so what else? What else is found in this seed principle? It is found this probability. Everybody say probability. Probability. So probability is the likelihood that something will happen. So this is what the scripture says. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. It says, He said to them, Because of the littleness of your faith, that is, your lack of firmly relying trust. But truly I say to you, if you have faith that is living that's the key. If you have faith that is living, faith without works is dead. dead. So if you have faith that is living like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to yonder place, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to... Say your name. Okay. Yes. Okay, I'm going to say that again because some of y'all was like, what, Pastor Jay?" Yes. Everybody here, yes. like, what? Now, we just did this three times before y'all. Let's go. Let's rewind it back and come back again, all right? So move from here to yonder place, and it will move, and nothing will be like impossible to... Your name. Thank, you. Thank you. Y'all was like, what? What would we just do? All right, so, so Jesus was saying that there is probability within your faith if you had faith, like a grain of mustard seed. So probability speaks to how likely something is to happen. So there is a chance that this can happen if you do what you need to do, and there's a chance that this cannot happen if you do not do what you need to do. So y'all, so y'all, when I was when I was constructing this, when I was constructing this word, Holy Spirit brought to my memory of something that I see so often in our household. And my beautiful wife, uh, she has been growing veggies and flowers in our backyard. So yeah, 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 y'all. She's been doing a phenomenal job of growing those those veggies. Can you, can you throw those pictures up for me, Big Jay? I want y'all to see what she's been doing, right? So this right here, this is cucumbers, right? So she's been growing cucumbers. What else? She's been growing squash. She's been growing, uh, growing uh, tomatoes, Roma tomatoes. Tripp is running to this tree, picking them out, biting them halfway, and then throwing them away. We don't know why. But she's been growing tomatoes. Uh, she's been growing... Bell peppers, the bell peppers have been phenomenally great. She cooked some the other day. Uh, so she's been cooking bell peppers. And there's some more pictures of some squash that she's been cooking. And here's one of the squash that she did. Now when I was sitting Dave the to picture, big data picture, she's like, What are you doing? I'm like baby, let's just sit, just sit." So 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 when when she was when she was planting these seeds, there was a probability, right? Yeah. So she had the seeds near. It, but there was only a slim chance of seeing them grow if she did not give them what was needed. See, your faith will not grow if you don't give your faith what is needed. But a lot of us, we, we, we're sitting back waiting on God, for God to do something. God, like, nope, I'm waiting on you to do it. I'm waiting on you to do it wait hey! I'm waiting on you to... With the right things in with your faith because when you do that then you will see a harvest. Yes. So so what are things needed for the seed to grow? What are things needed for seeds to grow? The first thing is this it needs soil. It needs soil. See a lot of times we look at soil like dirt. But when we when we when soil is dirt and a lot of times we look at dirt as bad. But the soil but the seed needs the dirt to grow. So when somebody says something negative about you you need it to grow. A lot of times we people throwing dirt at us and we like, why are you throwing dirt at us? Because I'm a seed and I'm gonna grow past the dirt. Now, now the soul, now the soul is heavy with on the seed, right? But the seed has the power to grow through the soul. So so it may seem like what the people are saying about you is heavy, but you have power to grow past what they said. And when you grow past what they said, then you become greater than who you are. So things needed for, for the seeds to grow is soil. Everybody say soil. Soil. What else is needed for seeds to grow? Everybody say sustenance. 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 So sustenance is food and water. So you need you need food and water. That's a tricky word, isn't it? Because y'all are like, what? Sustenance, right? So you need food and water. So everybody say sustenance. Sustenance. What else do you need? You need sunlight. Everybody say sunlight. Sunlight. So these are all needed things for that seed to grow. So listen to this. In order for your faith to grow, you need to be planted by Holy Spirit, fed with the Word of God, and open to the Son who is Jesus Christ. Yeah. let we'll say that again. In order for your faith to grow, you need to be planted by Holy Spirit, fed by the Word of God, and open to the Son who is Jesus. Let's go to Psalm chapter ninety-two, verse twelve through fifteen. Psalm chapter ninety. Psalms chapter ninety-two, verses twelve to fifteen. This is what the scripture says, For times says, it says, the Uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, be long-lived, stately upright, useful, and fruitful. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible, planted in the house of the Lord. They shall flourish in the courts of our God. Growing in grace, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age, they shall be full of sap of spiritual vitality and rich in the, in the verdure of trust, love, and contentment. They are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Man. So, this is describing what a believer's life should look like. Man. So, even in your old age, you will produce fruit. Oh, see, yeah. see, a lot of times people yeah. think when they get, yeah. when you get to your old age and that's the end of life, it's yeah. not. You can yeah. still produce fruit yeah. in your old age. Yeah. Right. And so, Jesus was saying in the scripture before, he was saying that your faith should grow, which leads us to the next attribute in the, in the principle of the seed. So, everybody say, My faith, My My faith. faith. should grow. Should grow. So, so, your faith should not just stay in this. In this, in this form right here. See, a lot of times our faith just stays in this form. And that's why we're unable to do things because of the littleness of our faith. And so God is saying, I want you to grow your faith. How do you grow your faith? You grow your faith through the word of God. You grow your faith through understanding the will of God for your life. That's how you grow your faith. So the C principle, it it has possibility. Everybody say possibility. Possibility. Everybody say probability. probability. And lastly, it has this. It produces. Everybody say produces. It produces. So, he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith, I'm back at Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, that is your lack of firmly relying trust. For truly I say to you, if you have faith, if you have faith that is living like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to yonder place, okay, here we come class, we coming up close, give y'all a warning this time, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to Ezra. Right. Yeah, we got it, we got it I took three chances, third time of the charm, right? So listen, the seed produces when it is properly taken care of. So this seed will produce more for you when it's properly taken care of. Your seed of faith will produce more for you when it's properly taken care of. See your seed of faith will produce breaking past the impossible, and the scripture says that nothing will become, if nothing will be impossible to you. See, I believe this. A lot of times, people, people's faith is low and their unbelief is high. Amen. So their faith is low, and their unbelief is high. Amen. And as, and, and, and guess what? When your faith is low and your unbelief is high, then you get basically what you don't believe. Amen. You get. Because you're not operating in faith. See, you should be operating in faith whenever the Holy Spirit speaks something to you to tell you to do something. You should be operating in faith. You shouldn't be operating in unbelief. A lot of times we, we think we have, to have, we have to have A through Z of the plan of God, what God wants to do in our life. But if we just listen on the front end, if we're just obedient on the front end, God will handle the results on the back end. See, all we have to do is be obedient. A lot of times we don't want to be obedient because we're like, okay, God, well, you told me to do this, but how is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? How am I going to do this? God is like, just be obedient to what I'm saying in the beginning. Because when you are obedient to what I'm saying in the beginning, then it will blow your mind in on the back end. It, it will go beyond what you think in on the back end. See, the question becomes this. What are you believing God for? what are you believing God for? Are you you believing God to do greater than your dreams? Or are you believing God to not do greater than your dreams? What are you believing God for? Because God has something great for you. See, listen, your faith brings glory to God. It enlarges his kingdom. And guess what? It confirms truth. Because the scripture says the just shall live by faith. So it confirms truth. So, if you have increasing, expanding, enlarged faith, growing, and strengthening from small beginnings, you can perform the most difficult undertaking. So, that's what the scripture was saying. It's saying that if you have faith like this, and you grow your faith, then nothing will become impossible to you. So, that mountain that's in your way, that mountain of death that's in your way... You'll be able to speak to it, and it will be able to be removed. See, God doesn't want his children to be in debt. He wants you to be financially free. Yes. Yes. But in order for us to understand that, then we have to tear down that stronghold of trying to impress people. we got to tear down that stronghold of trying to do more than what our finances say we can do. That's a stronghold, because a lot of us have that stronghold. We we, we get money, and then we're like, oh, I can do this, I can do that, I can do this. But is it in the will of God for your life? Because the blessing of the Lord did make it rich and he added no sorrow with it. So God is not going to add sorrow with the blessing that He wants to give you. Because the blessing that He wants to give you it will it will come sorrow free, worry free. And so listen, so so we have to understand that our faith should grow and not stay small. I'm gonna ask you this. Could it be that your little faith, which is your unbelief, is limiting you to a small life? Could it be that, that you hadn't really seen what God has for you? Come on, come you hadn't seen the promises of God because you hadn't grown your faith? Could could, could that be the, and, and I want to ask you these thought-provoking questions because in these thought-provoking questions, question, the answers come. And Holy Spirit, if you allow him to, he will say, you know what, your faith has been little in this area. And you 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 haven't you haven't you haven't grown your faith in this area. And so everyone, everyone should have a mustard seed, right? Everyone has a mustard seed. And so it was more than just an example or an illustration of what I wanted to do. I want you to take this seed home, and I want you to, every time something gets ready to happen, I want you to look at the seed. So, so I want this seed basically to be a prompt for you. Everybody say prompt. So I want you to ask yourself these three questions when you see the seed, or when you get ready to do something. So I want you to ask yourself this, well, what I, will what I say grow my seed? Well, what I say, grow my seed. So if I say something negative, will that grow my seed? Now, it it, it will grow your seed, but it it won't grow your your seed of faith. It'll grow your seed of doubt. So everybody say, well, what I say, say,
1: grow my seed.
0: What else do I want you to ask yourself this? I want you to ask yourself this. Well, what I think. Grow my seed. Grow my Just seed. say like we mean it. Will what I think, well, what I mean. grow my seed. Grow my so are your thoughts? Because from your thoughts come your words. Mm-hmm. And so, so are, are my thoughts conducive to what I want to see in my life? Are my thoughts conducive to what I'm seeing in my life? Are my thoughts helping this seed to grow? Are my thoughts, or, or are my thoughts saying, you know what, this seed not gonna grow. It's little. It's small. Nothing good from nothing small. Nothing good comes from nothing small. Are we thinking like that when it, when we look at our seed? Are we thinking like that when it comes to our faith? Well, I I can't do nothing. I'm old, and I'm too young, and I'm too old to do this. And I'm too young to do this. You God doesn't care about age. You still you can be fruitful at any age if you if you allow God to to lead your life. If you allow God to influence your life, you can be fruitful at any age. So everybody say, well, what I think. Grow my, seed. grow my seed and last I want you to ask yourself this when when you get ready to do something well what I do, what do, I do? Grow, my seed. grow my seed so that is that is in response to your actions so the actions that you take in everyday life are these actions conducive to the growth of my seed of faith like am I am i applying the right actions to my seed of faith or am I just you know applying any actions I'm see, see faith takes intentionality, like, it takes you to be intentional, like, you just can't be like, you oh, know what, I'm going to just, I'm going to think I'm going to do this, I think it's going to ruin my faith, and, you know, if I do that over there, I think it's, no, you have to be intentional, guess what, when you have faith, then God will give you the strategy you need for you to apply, apply the right actions to your faith, see, God gives you, stra- He'll, he will give you a strategy, if you ask Holy Spirit for a strategy, he will give you a strategy, well, you have to ask in faith. You can't ask with wavering or doubting in your heart, Amen. because if you ask with doubting in your heart, you're asking amiss. and God is not going to honor that because you are essentially a double-minded person. And so, God wants to wants you to grow your seed. Everybody say, God wants me to, God wants me to grow, grow my seed, my seed. My, seed faith. my seed of faith. So, I want you when you when you get ready to say something, when you get ready to think something. And get ready to do something. Look at this seed and say, is this going to grow this seed of faith? Like, Am I going to be able to, it will nothing become impossible to me if I do this? Or will everything become impossible to me? See, God, God, God wants his children to succeed in life. He wants his children to be significant in life. Because listen when you are successful when you are significant, guess what it brings glory to his name. Yes. Amen. It points it point, it should, your life should point people to Christ. So when I, when I make when I do something that brings glory to his name, it's not for me to get the glory, it's for him to get the glory. And so when my faith grows when my faith enlarges then I don't get the glory from that. God gets the glory yeah, from that because yeah, yeah. it enlarges his kingdom because oh, people say it is something different. Like what, okay, so 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 you can have two people going down basically they can go down the same path. One person can have faith, one person cannot have faith. And the person that can have faith can be the one that draw those, draw the others to Christ. Because that's what your faith should do. Your faith should draw others to Christ. Because people should see your faith and say, "You know what? I know they have faith in God." Because this was this was impossible to man, but with God, all things are possible. So that's why we are to have faith in God and not faith in faith. And that's that, that's what that, this was the whole premise of this series to teach us how to have faith in God and not faith in faith. Because a lot of times you you talk how to have faith in faith. I got faith in faith. I don't know if this is going to work or not, but I got faith in faith. But when you have faith in God, then the scripture says, nothing with God, all things are possible. And so my question to you is, what is your faith in Is your faith in faith, or is your faith in God? Let's seal this word of prayer this morning. God, we love you. God, we thank you. God, we thank you, Lord God, that we will grow our faith, Lord God, so that we can see what you have for us. God, we thank you, Lord God, for each and every person under the sign of my voice. We pray, Lord God, that if there is anyone here that needs to make a decision for you, that you give them the courage to do so, and you give them the courage to move, Holy Spirit. We thank you that you're speaking to hearts right now. We thank you that you're speaking to minds right now. We thank you that you are speaking uh, to every fiber of our being. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for just this opportunity, Lord God, to continue to worship you in spirit and in truth. So, God, we love you, we thank you, and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I want to ask the intercessors to to join me this morning, and we are going to allow for some space in some areas, but I want you all to really, I I don't want you to have faith in faith. I want you to have faith in God, because that's, I want you to have a healthy theology of faith. You know? You know? I, I really don't want you to have a healthy theology of faith because if you have a healthy theology of faith, then you're not gonna put your faith in what you think faith can do for you. You're gonna put your faith in what God has already done for you. And that that's a major difference there. That's a major mindset shift there. Because we're so used to just having faith and faith. If I got faith and we hear the we hear the inaccurate, um if I got faith the size of a mustard seed, then I can do whatever no. Have you grown your faith? Have you you watered your faith? Have you given your faith the right food? Have you been planted in the house of the Lord? So if you're here this morning and you desire to be saved, you desire to know God for yourself, uh, we want to give you that opportunity this morning to have a relationship with him because that relationship with him is is extremely important. God wants to have a relationship with you. So if you're here this morning and you desire... Be saved, we want to give you that opportunity. Secondly, you're here and you desire for one of our prayer team members to pray with you and touch and agree with you in faith for any situation that it may be. We want to give you that opportunity as well this morning. They're not going to judge you, they're not going to say, What you did? What? No, they're not. They just agree with you in faith. So if you're here this morning and you desire for one of our prayer team members to pray with you, we want to give you that opportunity. And lastly, again, you want to become a part of our community. You want to become a part of what we are doing here at Momentum Church. You say, you know what, I need to be a part. Everybody needs healthy community. You need to be a part of healthy community because healthy community is important. So if you're here this morning and you desire to be saved, you desire for one of our prayer team members to pray with you, or you desire to join Momentum become a part of what we are doing, We want to give you that opportunity this morning. So right where you are, I just want to just close your eyes. The Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. You know, don't delay.